Hi, I'm Jennifer Alvarez. I'm co-founder and CEO of Aurora Insight. We can actually map how the radio frequency spectrum is being used, where, by whom, for what. I'm Catherine Speglia, and this is Well Technically, the tech podcast where women do the explaining. Hi, Jennifer. I'm so happy to have you on the show. Hey, Kat. It is great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Of course. And before launching into our conversation about what Aurora Insight does and how it does it, I have to ask you my headlining question, which is, what is an example of a time in which being a woman has empowered you? You know, this is a question that I've heard you ask all your guests, and it I think this is probably one of the hardest questions because I've heard so many different answers that have been wonderful answers and very true to that person. Um, I would say that a time that has been empowering for me because I'm a woman is really hard to pin down. And that's because I have felt empowered and stronger, confident at so many different points in my life. And it's, it's because of the situation. And I think about how I was raised to be confident, even in situations that can seem daunting. And um, I've been in a lot of situations where I've been in male dominated environments. As a child, I was always fascinated with science. I you know, grew up to be an electrical engineer and now I'm in a VC backed startup. And so all of those different environments place me in conditions where I'm one of very few women in the room, whether it's a conference or a panel or, or even just a meeting. So I think that being a woman and being in tech and being in a startup is empowering simply because there are so few of us that I feel like um, in some ways I'm carrying a banner. In some ways I'm empowered because there are so few of us that I feel like I have a natural platform to stand out a little bit. And so in that way, I feel like I've, I've been empowered Great. Thank you. Yeah. As I do more and more of these episodes, I've noticed more and more of my guests are, are referencing having listened to other guests' answers. And they're like, and that makes it harder in some ways because they already gave all of these great answers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so let's start with some background on what exactly Aurora Insight does. Can you tell me a little bit about how the company measures radio frequency spectrum and wireless networks and what sort of value those measurements can provide for carriers? Yeah, so the, the key to that question in my mind is the word measurements. We're actually measuring the radio frequency environment. So we have sensors that take measurements of the radio frequency spectrum. And then there's a lot of processing that we do to pull insights and answers for the wireless industry. Um, just some ways that our customers, especially wireless operators or carriers are using our, our information and answers is that we can actually map how the radio frequency spectrum is being used, where, by whom, for what. And we do this globally. So this helps our customers to understand how spectrum is being used, where it might be valuable, where there are geographies that might have the most impact for investment in wireless. We're also able to pinpoint exact locations where a new cell site might be needed because of uh, poor coverage, because of user demand that's just not being met. So we actually do this from our measurements and then we apply some analytics based on 
coverage, network performance, where base stations are, what the competitive landscape is, where your competitors are. And then we couple this with user demand, return on investment analyses, and even proximity to fiber to say, you need a new cell site here. This would be a good place to invest. And so with these types of answers that we're providing, it, the fundamental source of those answers though is measurements of the radio frequency environment. And to do those measurements, we've created a specialized and high performance sensor. It's about the size of a, a hardback novel. It's completely self-contained and one button push. But the beauty of that sensor is even though it is very high performance, it's low cost and very easy to operate. So we deploy it at fixed locations on the earth in, um, in cars. So we've actually hired drivers to drive around with very little training, drive our sensors around cities to do mapping. And this has been especially useful during the pandemic when say Uber drivers or Lyft drivers haven't had people to drive. Well, a lot of them have had our sensors to drive. We put them in aircraft and then finally we put these same sensors in space to measure globally the radio frequency spectrum usage. And then I would say the other unique aspect of how we do our radio frequency sensing and development of analytics and insights is that we, we take all of these measurements from all of our sensors, we aggregate them in the cloud, and then we apply advanced processing and machine learning techniques to extract information that otherwise you wouldn't be able to, to provide. One of the ways that you do this is using satellite-based sensors. So I wanna focus on that a little bit because I think that's very, very cool. And also you recently launched a new satellite. What can you tell me about the recent launch so far? Oh yeah, it's so space is cool. You said it, right? Space is really exciting. It's cool. The tech and everything involved in it is, is amazing. So we've, we've launched, um, we have three satellites. And the reason that we have satellites in space is so that we can get a global perspective of how the radio frequency spectrum is being used. So our third satellite is called Bravo. So we have Alpha that was launched a couple of years ago, Charlie that was launched in January of 2021, and then Bravo. And Bravo is a twin, basically, of Charlie. And they are very highly sensitive radio frequency sensing payloads. And so the payload is installed in the satellite, and then the satellite is installed in what's called a launch vehicle, or everybody normally calls it a rocket. And this rocket is called a Vega rocket on, on a mission that's launched out of the Guyana Space, Sense, Space Center. And so the, the launch vehicle launches the satellite plus other satellites into an orbit, and this orbit happens to be what's called polar orbiting. So it, it uh, circles the Earth 16 times a day from pole to pole giving us full coverage of the entire earth. And this is really an important aspect to what we do because I like to make the analogy that wireless spectrum is like land and that it's a natural resource, it's finite, you can't make any more of it. And so it needs to be measured and it needs to be measured so that it can be used efficiently and effectively. And that's what we're able to do from our space-based sensors. I love when my guest says something that I know I'm probably going to end up using as the title of the episode. I, <laughs> wireless is, spectrum is like land. I think, I think I can use that. You also mentioned, of course, um, analytics of, of the data that these sensors gather. So I want to talk about the machine learning aspect of this equation. What does ML bring to the discussion? How does it help produce meaning? from this data? Yeah, ML is a really important aspect of what we're doing and why it's, it's a, a 
different approach than most companies take when they're measuring wireless networks or the radio frequency environment in general. And so, as I, I said earlier, when we're collecting data from our sensors, we take all of that data and we aggregate it in the cloud. And what that allows us to do is have trillions of measurements that we can use in our analytics. And what we're doing is training machine learning models. So machine learning means that you have a model and then you feed it information to say, this is what you're looking for, find more of this. So um, if we think of imagery or, or photos for an example, maybe you're trying to identify a building. And if you looked at the building just from overhead, you might say to your model, a building is anything that's a rectangle. Or if you were looking at it from street level, you might say a building is a structure that has windows or a building is a structure that's made of brick. But you'd be leaving out all sorts of other types of buildings and shapes of buildings, heights of buildings, by just saying what the view is or what it looks like from a certain perspective. So instead, to train a machine learning model to find a building, you have to train it with millions of pictures of buildings from every viewpoint, every angle, with all the characteristics mixed in of windows, no windows, brick or stone or other building materials. So it's the same thing with radio frequency spectrum. We, we are taking images of the radio frequency spectrum. And in order to be able to identify what the spectrum's being used for, how it's being used, we have to train our models on millions of examples of what different types of spectrum and spectrum usage look like. So with machine learning, we can train it from all these different viewpoints, so to speak. And that's why our approach is so different is because we take the data from all of our sensors and then we're able to use all of that data to train our algorithms to pick out those things that are interesting and useful to our customers that'll make a difference in their business. And it seems pretty clear why this information would be valuable to mobile carriers, but I know those are not the only entities that, that you work with. So who else is utilizing your services and what are they using it for? Yeah, we're actually yeah, we're serving customers across the wireless industry. So we, we are serving infrastructure builders and infrastructure owners. So that would be tower companies, fiber companies, and even real estate companies that work with these other companies to um, put, put in a tower or allow the, the building of a tower. So the way that we help those organizations is that we can help them to pinpoint exact locations where new towers are needed. And we do this informed by um, all sorts of information about the wireless carriers and how their networks are performing, where those networks might be deficient compared to demand, and also where there's fiber, for example, run to a certain area, so it would be less expensive to build in this area than another. Another vertical that we serve in the wireless industry are equipment manufacturers. So think of those companies that manufacture base stations, smartphone manufacturers, and then the chips that go in them. So with our data, we're able to develop trends for the wireless network deployments. So what types of networks are being installed where? How fast are they being deployed? Are they 4G, are they 5G? And then what populations are being covered? And this information is very important in planning and also for them to understand their customer needs and their customers' demands and demands for the future. And then finally, we work with governments to ensure that wireless spectrum, as we said before, it's a natural resource that is being used efficiently and effectively. So we serve many different areas within the whole wireless ecosystem. 
Yeah, this really sounds like a useful tool for everyone within that ecosystem. That That's very, very cool. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for, for being here and explaining, you know, what the company does in a little bit more detail. Well, it's been my pleasure. Thanks so much for inviting me. Well, Technically is an Arden Media production. For advertising inquiries, contact Danny Miller at dmiller at ardenmedia.com.